The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. I am Roscoe Tim Toscobble, a half-elf rogue, and I miss Grace terribly uh, when I have time to miss her between hiding and stabbing. This is Sir Colvick Darkseed, half-orc cleric, and I'm really wondering, whatever happened to Hot Carl? Melvin Hardmeat, High Elf, Wizard, son of Philip Demetri, son of Gillisir, Master <laughs> of the Free Company, Defender! Of his enormous manhood, a shining example of chivalry and champagne. Previously on the Very Good Adventuring Team. You guys are staying at the hotel. Tell me what you think the name of this hotel is. The Hot Meat Hotel. Indiana Jones. Yeah, if another, some other dimension, some other time, there were a movie called Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade, <laughs> and some asshole took a drink out of the wrong cup. If they chose poorly. poorly, I feel like we need a distraction of some kind, like beans. Can you imagine having a horn explode in your face? What would, what would I need to make an illusion of? Me and the key. You have a scrap? Yeah, I could have a scrap. You have a scrap? I could have a scrap. <clears throat> you have a scrap? I mean, I don't want to fight and kill these people. They're just students. But it's possible. Who knows? It's all fucking magic, man. Either way. What if I just teleport all these wizards into space? <laughs> <laughs> so you arrive at the college and ask for Ogian again? He says expectantly, hoping they'll take over role-playing. Yes. You're, you're his best friend. <laughs> we would like to speak to Ogian, please. Excellent. You are brought to Ogian, and he says, Ooh, welcome back. Are we in the key chamber? Well, let's say that you guys have a nice little walk over there. And he asks, Did you stay at the, the, the hot meat hotel? We did. The hot pockets were fantastic. Oh, excellent. I hear nothing but good things. You've never had them? Why, well, only eat pizza. Mm. Bad for you. Well, there's a lot of vegetable. All the food groups are represented. I suppose. Might shit yourself inside out, though. Mm. Just like your parents. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) And you are taken to the chamber, and he says, "What, what, What sort of experiments will you run today? Oh. Here's the thing, Ojin. Uh, I gotta level with you. We're not really academics. You know, I somewhat figured as much. We mean you no harm. and we Take us to your leader. <laughs> <laughs> we, we would rather not, uh, like, uh, steal your amulet. But here's the thing. We need it. We're sent by gods to get it. Uh, the fate of the world depends upon it. You, you've you know this. You know about these kinds of things, yes? You've been here a long time. Well, I'm not sure I follow exactly what you mean. The fate of the world. Which which god sent you, and what 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 does the amulet do? We're not entirely sure. We're mere tools ourselves. Yes, you do seem like tools. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Exude sent us. Goddess of death. And Haya. And Haya. Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Base on that one. That. I, I really hope that showed up on the mics because <laughs> I don't think it'll be believable if I tried to tell anybody about it. <laughs> like a subwoofer. <laughs> one of those tube ones, though. Like. Hashtag tube boost. Yeah, it's like the, that was like the THX introduction at the beginning <laughs> of a movie. It's like, what do they call those? The bazookas? Oh, yeah. yeah. The bazooka. Subwoofers. <laughs> so you. Uh, I would like to turn to Roscoe. Okay. Real quick, and uh, I was gonna, okay. out of nowhere, ask him. 
So, Roscoe, how much time do you think? About a minute, or, uh... <laughs> I'll see what happens. You said yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, and then I'm like, well, he said we gave you uh, no harm. Here, have a bonsai. Oh, wait, let me water it for you first. And then, uh, go ahead and give water the, the bonsai and just hand it to him. Okay. Uh, so, did you put beans in this? I did. So there are three beans in the bonsai Two. tree. Two beans. Two beans? Two beans. Wow. I don't know if it's worth it for two beans. All right, we, no, have, I'm kidding. we have three beans in the bonsai. No, no, we can do two. You said two. Seven beans. <laughs> Twelve. I have two beans. All right, so how long do they take? One minute. All right. One so. minute. So the the uh, the wizard Ogian is definitely curious. And uh, why don't you go? Uh, why don't you go ahead and roll me some insight? Eleven. You can tell that he's curious, but you're not really picking up a lot of specifics on why that curiosity is there. But you can tell that you've you've got his attention here. All right. And what he's looking for is ah, fuck it. I might as well just tell you this. I think from earlier conversation you'd pick this up. These guys, as they said, don't really know what this thing does. And if you can give him some rationale or some explanations on what it does, then he's, well, he's going to react favorably. We'll put it that way. You don't really know what else is going to happen, but he'll react favorably. So, do you know why you've lived for so long? Well, presumably magic. Pizza. <laughs> Pizza. Presumably magic from the amulet, do you suppose? That's why you won't leave it, correct? Well, some of that we've always kind of wondered, but wizards do tend to live for some time. I think I would add on to that. How much do you know about the history of the sunken city? Like local politics, or...? Like, did it ever flourish? Oh, yes, the city has flourished uh, several times over, over the past millennia, as far as I know. it's uh, Clearly, it used to be a lot cooler than it is now. I feel like I would try to give him a rationale. Say, we have the potential to make this place flourish again. And how exactly would the amulet do that? Not quite sure. Like you said, we are just, I mean, pretty much... Tools, yes. Yeah, we've been... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know. (laughs) We are just... uh, So you've said. (laughs) Tools. And try to appeal to him that we would, uh, there's a possibility... So the balance of death and life is out of whack. Uh, We need to set it right. That was our mission from the gods. Uh, The amulet plays some role, though we don't know what. What, uh, my buddy Kolvik? Man, you guys really should take notes. Like, I'm pretty sure I told you straight up what the amulet does last time we played. (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) I was almost asleep by the end last time. we, We remember, we just don't want to tell this guy everything. So, um, so... That's going to sound really stupid that we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The DM told them not half an hour ago. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Kolvik, I'm going to have you roll me some percentile dice. And so, in the middle of our conversation, piss out. What else? Take that dice. We have uh, 15. Okay, and once more. 38. So the, the wizard Ogian looks at you beseechingly uh, back and forth between Kolvik and Roscoe and says, Yes, but what does the amulet do? And as he is saying, do, a series of events happen. First and foremost, a campfire with blue flames springs forth... <laughs> From the, uh, the the tiny little tree, and uh, and it instantly, I think, destroys the beautiful bonsai tree that was growing within it, which is really a shame because it was a work of fucking art. <laughs> and then, just as you're mourning the loss of that beautiful tree, a tree ant sprouts and grows up from the uh, from the frickin' pot. A what? A tree ant. T-R-E-A-N-T? Uh, that is correct. A treant. Let me find you some 
description of a tree ant, although Melvin will probably Google it first. Isn't it just a fucking ant? It is an ant. Tree ants are awakened trees that dwell in ancient forests. Though tree ants prefer to while away the days, months, and years in quiet contemplation, they fiercely protect their woodland... I've never been sure how to say this name. Domain? D-E-M-E-S-N-E-S? I think it's domain, but... From outside threats. Uh... They are essentially gigantic fucking trees. And one of them sprouts up, crashes through the roof of this uh, magical college, probably pushes you guys right the fuck out of the way in the room, and uh, creates quite a bit of chaos. Let's see how it feels about that. Uh, Actually, you know what? I'm going to have you guys roll. Why don't you all roll me up a d20? Melvin. Four. Kolvik. Well, well, 17. Uh, so this tree is not immediately hostile to all of you, but is certainly confused AF about where it is. Um, and it starts sort of thrashing about a little bit, and uh, well, I should say thrashing about. It's a big tree. They don't move that fast, but it is, uh, it's making a bit of a mess of things. What would you like to do? Grab the amulet and go. That sounds like a... If I can, I'm going to grab the amulet. You reach forward and grab the amulet. Give me a... How about a dexterity check? To see if you can get on over to it appropriately. Right. I can do that. That would be a 21. 21! You grasp the hog leg firmly. (laughs) It is in your hands. Look at Rothgore said... Time to GTFO, and then cast um, Word of Recall. Cast Word of Recall. Can you uh, get me some Word of Recall in the chat just real quick? So as that I can double check it. All right. Kolvik, you cast Word of Recall. Blah, blah, blah. And we're going to see about one thing, which is... Ogian casting Counterspell, which takes a reaction, although no, we're not really in combat, but I feel like you could do that in combat there, uh, which is going to attempt to interrupt the casting of a spell because you are casting a... Sixth. A sixth level spell. The DC equals 10 plus the spell's level, which is 16. Um, bu- 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 bu. So I think we're using the spell modifier from Ogian, which is a plus nine. And that I, is an 18. Can I cast Counterspell as Counterspell? Um, I believe Counterspell can be Counterspelled. Actually, I'm going to double check that real quick, but I'm pretty sure it can be. Uh, yes, so you are able to use your reaction to counterspell the counterspell, the effect of which is that the first counterspell is, uh, negated because it is a level three spell, at which point Rary is going to use their reaction to counterspell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, which counterspell is a uh, third level spell, so of course your spell fails. Um, well, do I get to pick the level at which I cast my counterspell? Um, I don't think that you can cast counterspell at a higher level. It says <laughs> at higher levels when you cast a spell using a spell slot of fourth level or higher. Oh, duh. Of course, it's right in the fucking description that you can cast counterspell at a higher level. The interrupted spell has no effect if its level is less than or equal to the level of the spell slot you used. Okay. So you did not cast it at a higher level when you just cast it. Well, I didn't even have the chance to pick my level. You gotta specify that shit if you're gonna do it. Well, you didn't even know yourself. I can't be responsible for which spells you use and which ones you don't. So, Rary counted Counterspell on Counterspell? Yeah, this is getting into some weird, like, time dilation shit, but... So, you cast Word of Recall. Yeah. 
So let's actually do this. Uh, rather than having the counterspell go against the counterspell, against the counterspell, uh, let's play this out as Kolvik cast Word of Recall. Yep. Ogian cast Counterspell. Melvin cast Counterspell to counter that spell. So that spell is canceled out. And I'll just tell you up front that I got two more attempts with Rari and Kurimo, uh -huh. but they are going to do the harder thing to do, which is to try and also cancel out your Word of Recall rather than counterspelling the counterspell. So that way Melvin doesn't have to worry about retconning, casting it at a higher level. My suspicion was that you would just well, how, uh, how use your brain to go back in time. <laughs> how instantaneous is instantaneous? I mean, I'd figure one of those would be in the mount, but both of them, like, everyone can do it at the same time of being instantaneous? So here's the weird thing about combat. Combat's not like a straight-up reality simulator. It is a gamified version of things. Right. So the way a reaction works is that it interrupts the thing that's happening combat itself, each round represents about six seconds worth of time. So the first guy is interrupting you casting your spell, and then Melvin's interrupting that guy casting the interruption spell. Now, in reality, could all of that happen within the same exact six seconds? Eh, it's pretty questionable. Especially but, with a treant just, like, uh, treant, just like throwing himself around. Right? Should have been a distraction there somewhere. <laughs> well, should there have been distraction against you casting your spell? I was ready. Oh, that was the plan. No, it wasn't. All right, let's do this. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. no, if no, it can no. happen to them, it can happen to you, is what I'm saying. Oh, but, yeah, but I was more ready than they were, I would say. Or you were more ready, huh? The point of it is, it's a game, and these are, like, the rules of the game. Gotcha. And they don't always necessarily make sense with reality. Also because, you know, it's magic. So, you cast a spell. Ogian counterspelled. Melvin counterspelled the counterspell, and that's as deep as we're going to let that one go. Okay. But there are two more chances for Rari and for Kurimo, who are basically, to if you explain it logically, are counterspelling, like all three of these wizards are counterspelling you at the same time. Okay. That's, that's how it's happening. If that makes us all sleep better at night. Me, at least, anyway. Uh, Rari is a failure... Uh, both as a wizard and as a caster of Counterspell. That is only a 15. Mm -hmm. So our last one, Kurimo, casting Counterspell, needs to beat a 16? Or does it meet or exceed? Uh, it's the DC, so it has Whoa. to get a 16 or above to counter this spell. That is a 19. And thus, your word of recall is counterspelled. Boop, 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 boop. So let's jump into some initiative. I'm just going to teleport out immediately. Let's try it. So we could get into initiative, but I mean, we've more or less been doing it, just not quite in the right order, where Kolvik's taken an action, which is casting Word of Recall. Melvin cast Counterspell. All three of the wizards use their reactions to cast Counterspell. Uh, the acolytes that are in the room, we're just not going to bother with them for right now because they're not really powerful enough to fuck about in this. But Roscoe is going to use the Helm of Teleportation, I assume. Yeah. And teleport us to Redane. Teleport to Redane, and all of the wizards' counterspells have been absorbed. So this just came down to a, a, a game of fighting for resources. And uh, now we just resolve the teleportation. Um, where is... Teleport's got some weird table of shit that happens. Sure does. Yeah. You teleport and your butt's on your head. I'm going to say that you guys would fall into... I wish there was some space between very familiar and seen casually. Because you've been to Redane, and specifically the last stop in Redane several times, but you didn't really sit around and investigate or live there. I'm going to go with the scene casually table of teleport. Roscoe, why don't you give me a D100 roll? 90. 90. You are on fucking target. Nice. You and your group and or the target object appear where you want to. You pop into existence in the bar room 
of the uh, the last stop in Redane. Nice. Hot cha. That could have gone terribly, terribly right or terribly, terribly wrong. Well done. Well done. And uh, Genghis, the bartender whose name I finally remembered right off the top of my head <laughs> for once. Oh, I actually rolled 100, didn't I? That's what that is. All zeros? A 90 and a zero. Oh, that's just 90. Yeah, all zeros is... Well, all zeros is zero. Some people play it as 100, but... Yeah, pops in and uh, looks up at you guys and says, Hi, you need a beer? Uh, yeah. Why? Well, have a seat. Okay. And there you go. I'm sure uh, a little bit of shaky legs and whatnot. You sit down at the bar and beers are poured all around. Yeah. Weird, guys. You think that treant's pest? Uh, I feel like they got enough people around to handle that thing. I wonder if they'll survive. I was hoping the train would just like kind of sit down and forever just be a little tree in that that space. I was reading it; it has like some abilities to animate other trees too. It's a shame that it was born of a burning bonsai. <laughs> Could have animated that and had a little little buddy. We did it. We won the whole campaign. So there you all are. You have teleported yourselves on back to Redane to the bar, the last stop, with your good pal Genghis, who is why well, just a regular facet and fixture in your life these days. And uh, and there you are, Melvin. What would you like to do? I'm going to start calling you guys out specifically because I realized I've just been like saying, "What would you all like to do?" And it's better to put you on the spot and make you feel uncomfortable. So, Melvin, what are you doing now that you've popped back into existence in this bar? Um, well, who's got the amulet, by the way? I forgot who y- yoinked it. I believe Roscoe. Yeah, I think I did, because I have the helm. Cool. I'd be like, hey, Roscoe, throw me that amulet. There you go. I'm going to take a look at it. Mm. It is jade. It is in the shape of a lug- leg of a hog. That's right. Not a hog leg. The leg of a hog. Very finely engraved with a little, uh, you know, uh, what would you call it? A, a hole through it for a... A pure silver chain flowing through. Do I pick up anything magical about it? Just on grabbing it without doing anything else, you can definitely feel a powerful magical aura from it. Ooh. It's hard to say exactly what it does, although you know exactly what it does Mm -hmm. because Exu told you. It is what will calm the storm that rages around the island between the two continents, allowing you to enter. Um, well, I look around and see if there's any children nearby that we can kidnap. <laughs> there are no kids in the bar. Well, wait, you know, I should roll for it, right? This is D&D. <laughs> uh, nope, no kids in the bar. Just right. some really small men. Hey, uh, Genghis. Genghis, sorry. How do you prefer your name to be? Nice. Oh, man, I gotta use that next time I forget somebody's name. How do you pronounce your name again? How do you, how do you prefer it to be pronounced? John. <laughs> <laughs> well, the real good trick is to be like, what's your name? And they're like, John. And you're like, no, your last name. Oh, <laughs> slick. Mm-hmm. That's always a good no, one. No, I mean your middle name. Oh, your childhood nickname that you've never told me. <laughs> Lewis. What was the name of your firstborn dog again? Okay. Firstborn yeah, dog. Last four of your social security. And if you could just read me off your checking account number real quick. So you do not see any kids in the bar. And you, I'm sorry, what did you ask Genghis? Other than how to pronounce his name? Genghis, um, this is a weird question, but do you know of any, like, well, I don't know, uh, orphanages around here or anything like that? Orphanages? Well, I'm a bit small of a town to have an orphanage. Uh, that's fair. What do you do with your unwanted children? <laughs> oh, we put them to work. <laughs> Where do they work? Well, we haven't really had one in a while, but usually a family adopts them. It's not like we put them to work. It's like, you know, like, yeah, just go get raised by somebody else. You haven't had one for a while, don't you people fuck? Well, we have kids. There's just not a lot of unwanted ones. Oh, I see. People want their children here. <laughs> Strange. Yeah. Uh, What's it like where you come from? Well, little this, little that. <laughs> well, um, I don't know why, but my head just went to like like a rack on like a gas station counter that's like, take an orphan, leave an orphan. 
<laughs> be like that big blue molded plastic that was just a bunch of kids pile up in there. Oh, crime. You know, I lost a kid last week. Yeah, I'll take one of them. <laughs> well, um, Kolvik or Roscoe, do you guys have any ideas? No. Definitive. Okay. Kolvik? Were we told to kidnap a child? We just have to get Obtain one. We don't have child. to kidnap. Yeah, yeah, they even said that. I mean, we didn't want you to kidnap one. That's weird. And I so we, that could, we could ask for, like, volunteers or some, somehow. How old does this child need to be? Can we make age? a kid? No, we already covered the you can't make a kid ground. And the child needs to be somewhere around Grace's age. So, like, 8 to 11-ish. What's that? Yeah, a bunch of kids out of Grace's birthday party. <laughs> it's got to be from this continent. Because that's the whole thing about each chalice being from each continent. So, and it has to be human? Uh, it does not have to be human. Oh, interesting. It has to be, uh, let's let's call it humanoid of the of one of the, I guess I don't actually know what they call it. One of the sentient Ooh, races. Great war clown child? Too bad they're all gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, they're still there. Yeah, the last war clowns. There's like two or three left, weren't yeah. there? We left a few alive. Nah, you Make didn't. Them fuck. And then wait. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have nine months. What kind of story is this? Um, we don't know it takes nine months for some. Maybe in half work land, it's like what two a weeks. Cobalt count? I think a cobalt could count, sure. What about a kanku? Yeah, Kanku yeah. are... Uh, we should go talk to Mitch. I mean, he's control of a... Genghis, are there any kobold or Kanku around? Uh, we don't really have any of those in this town, no. They're welcome here? No, I just don't have them around. Don't know why. Never really questioned it. Don't have any dragons or slot either. <sighs> what other places can you think of that you could teleport to? Do you say to? they don't have any dragons? Not in this particular town. Oh, in this drag in this town. Okay, I'm like I know there's dragons around here. They exist. I don't. I don't believe him now. <laughs> there's not one living up the block, is what he means. Gotcha, Roscoe. What other places can you think of that you could teleport to on this continent? Yeah, Chadstown. Chadstown. Periprio. Periprio. I'm gonna make it easier to remember hey. name next time around. Chadstown works pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> this is Chadstown. Chadstown. Emsel's <laughs> not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Where else have we been? Where was the clam slam? That was in another dimension. Yeah, that wasn't that's that's not applicable for this one for you. Basically what your options are here is going to be the sunken city, Redane, where you are now, and Periprio. Yeah, but the what only if... other place you've been on this continent is whatever mystery location Chad did his ceremony at, but there just wasn't any kids there. What, uh, well, what's the town that we're from? Doesn't that... That's not on this continent. What's yeah, that's the other spread? continent. Oh, it's another continent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Okay. Geography lesson is that you guys are from Andon, which is on the... Oh, that was a a little squeaker of a duck there. Yeah. The continent that you guys are from is uh, is Taos, which is the sort of western continent where Andon is. You guys are currently on the continent of Errol, E-R-O-L, and that is where you need to get a kid from. Hey, Genghis. Um, can you rattle me off some big towns that are around here? Sure. <laughs> Insert town name here. <laughs> There aren't really any towns that are necessarily close by to where you're at now, but let's say that there is one... Spaceysville. <laughs> Spaceysville is Karen. about one day's journey to the north of where you are. What about uh, Karensville? I've heard there's a Karensville around here. Mm, Karensville, that's like that's that's like a suburb of the sunken city that's way north. Gotcha. <sighs> we met uh, Kovac's tribe on this continent, didn't we? No, I believe that was outside of Andon, too. I mean, you met some orcs and stuff. That was on the road to Periprio. Yeah. At the wall. I wonder if they're still there. They gotta have some kids. You didn't kill them all. We didn't kill any of them. That's true. Yeah, that was a, that was a deviation into fantasy land. That was a weak showing, man. I'll get better. Or should we just go to, like, Stacy'sville? I don't... Oh, yeah. Stacy'sville. I thought you said Spacey's. No, oh, Ke Kevin Spacey's. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stay. Isn't Everyone's Stacey? a little uncomfortable in that town.
Well, howdy VGAT fans, welcome back. So I wanted to take this mid-roll to address something specific and something general. The specific thing is that apparently lysencephaly, also known as smooth brain syndrome, is a thing that exists as a genuine medical condition. We made some cracks last episode about babies and their relatively smooth brains compared to adults, and some folks reached out to us letting us know that lysencephaly is a thing. We didn't know that it existed before, and when we were joking around about smooth brains, we were really just talking about the relative smoothness of brains of all babies, not the folks who have this disease. To anyone out there who may have this disease, know someone who has it, or has otherwise been affected by it, please know that we're sorry if we struck a bad chord for you. To the folks that pointed it out to us, thanks for letting us know. And that brings us to the more general thing. I've wanted to say something like this for a while, and this seems like the right prompt to do it. I hope by now that if you've made it through over 107 hours of us being idiots, you've come to know that we are well-meaning idiots. We make jokes, we have fun, and we hope you're entertained by the fun we're having. We've said some things during recording that after the fact we realized might be taken out of context or that a joke went a little too far, and we endeavor to remove those things before they make it into the episodes. As a podcast, we are not held to the same standards of censorship that a lot of other types of media are, which means two things. We can say and do stupid shit that is hopefully funnier because it's honest, but we can also miss things that slip by or we're just not aware of, as was the case with Lysencephaly. So you, dear listener, have two choices. If we ever say or do something to offend you or make you uncomfortable, you can either stop listening to the show, or you can send us a message to help us improve. We hope you'll choose the latter, but we accept that sometimes it'll be the former. The truth is, we could all be better, and the four of us are always trying to be better. And that, friends, is the message for this mid-roll. I think it's important enough that I'm not going to dilute it with anything else. So let's get back into the action. Well, I think we Weird. should probably just decide now while we're in this bar, hopefully away from people, are we going to kidnap a child? I mean, we should decide this now before this moral conundrum comes up. If we need to. Yeah. If we need not, to. Let's not rule it out. Let's keep it in our back pocket, you know? We'll ask for volunteers, though. Okay. Yeah. Are there any unwilling volunteers? Mm-hmm. Ask with our knives. It's going to be weird because we're going to have to, like, you know, reason with a child, like, okay. Here's what's happening. My alignment shifts a little bit more to the right. I know you're like a random child, but the fate of the entire world rests in your hands. So Genghis is over, overhearing your conversation at the bar, and he kind of like leans in close, and he's like, you guys aren't like a bunch of weirdos, are you? Like, what do you need a kid for? Define weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody that's into kids. <laughs> no. No. We're up to us. We won't have any kids around, ever. Including our own. Well, that's like it's extinction and whatnot. But anyway, I suppose you're alright, as long as you're not dealing. No. Uh, we need a kid to save the world. Well, sounds like a right good reason. Tell me more. We're not entirely sure why. We think maybe we might have to sacrifice. That's what the gods want. Okay, I'm, I'm retracting a little bit here. Yeah, but <laughs> gods. You believe in gods, right? Oh, yeah. And like... Belief in the gods is not, like, a thing. Like, everybody... That's, like, believing in cars. Like, they're a thing. Yeah. Because you can see them. Would you defy the gods? Well, they all want different things. You'd have to define what that meant. Would you defy the god of death? I would steer clear. (laughs) I mean, as a general rule. I don't know. I think we should head to another town because apparently people are getting snooty around our conversation here without really helping us. Getting snooty? What do you mean getting snooty? He's just asking you questions. He wanted to make sure you guys weren't pedophiles. Exactly. Well, oh, 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 snooty. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. Feel a little judged over here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm leading into. Questions about are you a quest? Okay. That, are I'm you just offended? You thought, you know, we we're in a just we knew. Genghis and he knew us a little better than you thought, I guess. Or? No, I think I, I think I was more in the realm of I. I would think people, no matter what the cause, some people would look down upon children being used, especially if you say sacrifice. And so that's I didn't want to cause a kerfuffle, if you will. Well, the only person that's like 
talking to you and overhearing your conversation, et cetera, is Genghis, and that's because he's sitting right across the bar from you. Uh, yeah, Genghis, I don't know. We're in kind of a pickle. We don't, uh, we don't know quite what we're doing here, but, um, all we've been told is that we need to find a child to help save the world. Hopefully that child would be a willing participant, but, uh, we're kind of grasping at straws here. Well, let's see here. Um, Roscoe and Melvin, since you've been doing the talking here, why don't you give me some, uh, some kind of charisma check. If you got something better than just straight up charisma, you can use it. Persuasion, performance, deception. I don't even know what the fuck you're trying to do at this point. And if not, just give me straight up charisma. I'm not very good at charisma, but hey, let's uh, let's give her uh, the old college try here. This will be a... I have a negative one to charisma. Right, right out of the box. Roll that again. That is a five. Okay. Roscoe. Roscoe. Was it a charisma? Yeah. All right, so that's a six plus. Nope, fail. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a modifier higher and high enough to take a six and make it to you. I'll find you a kid. I think my <laughs> modifier is 15. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, actually, yeah, both of you guys do have uh, the, the glasses of hotness or whatever they were called. That's true. I do have the eyes of charming. Let me see what those do again. Gesh, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you will find me a kid. Oh no, my charisma's not that high. I'm sorry. I was thinking of like a stealth. Mm. Charisma's four. Well, that's not high enough, probably. You're gonna use stealth to do it. You're gonna incept him. I could use stealth to steal a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the need arise. If you guys can find one. I'm gonna. Yeah, let's give this a shot. I'm gonna be like, oh man, hey. Genghis, I think uh, I have something in my eye. Can you look into my eye? And then I'm going to use my eyes of charming. So you're going to put on the glasses and then be like, hey, look into my eyes? I just assumed that they were already on. Oh, I did not. Oh, is it bright in here? Oh, my goodness. Mm. Uh, <laughs> they're not sunglasses of charming. They should be. <laughs> Shades of charming. I wear my sunglasses of charming at night. No, syllables just don't really work there. Yeah, pretty bad. So you're going to make a second attempt. I don't normally allow second attempts, but we're going we're gonna to retcon it to say that you pull out your glasses and put them on, and then you make a second attempt. Gotcha. Because otherwise, I mean, what do you get for the sunglasses of charming? I it just uh, I get to cast charm person. That's all I think it happens. Oh, all right. Well... Um, the thing that I always like to remind folks of is if you cast Charm Person, let me... It says, cast Charm Person, it looks like it has a save of DC 13, if I use it this way. Charm Person, you attempt to charm a humanoid you can see within range. It must make a wisdom saving throw and does so with advantage if you or your companions are fighting it. If it fails the saving throw, it is charmed by you until the spell ends or until you or your companions do anything harmful to it. The creature regards you as a friendly acquaintance. When the spell ends, the creature knows it was charmed by you. So that's usually what I like to point out because, well, that's it kind of negates that whole spell for me. Like, unless it's somebody that you're never, ever going to see again, and which I suppose that could be true for Genghis, but... Anywho. I still go ahead with it. You're fucking doing it. All right, so... You need to make a roll, Genghis. That's a big, fat failure from Genghis, who rolled an eight. Genghis is charmed by you, regards you as a friendly acquaintance. Oh, So it's pretty much exactly the way you thought of you before. <laughs> no, you, you can uh, make more suggestions and things like that. Cool. Well, um, Genghis... Uh... Where would you recommend we go to find a child that might be able to help us in a quest? Well, let's see here. I think Genghis is going to say, let me roll some dice here and see. Oh, yeah. Genghis knows of a kid for sure. Knows a super brave, super heroic little kid. Awesome. It's his nephew. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, man. He's like, oh no, the right stand-up lad that's going to be able to help you save the world. Hang on, I'm going to go get him. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, trots away. 
goes out the front door of the bar. You guys are left sitting at the bar for a few minutes. Oh man, Kolvik, how you how you doing? How you, what are you thinking about all this? About all this, uh, I think we finally got in luck. I was kind of worried what people were thinking around me. Uh, apparently, I'm uh, worried about such things. Strangely, and then don't want to have a reputation, if you will. There, yeah, don't want that reputation to start happening. And I'm actually kind of happy. This kid's going to be an orc of some sort. A brave kid. I'll be able to talk to him. Converse. Right on. I must say, I'd feel a little bit better if it was a kid that we definitely had no connections to and we wouldn't have to care about. But we'll see how this goes. No, you care about Genghis. That's sweet. Hey, Malvin cares. He's been a faithful kind of sort of acquaintance. Uh, Over the last several doctor in literary months, PhD in literary, PhD in literary. That's right. Also, we never really told them like all the cool stuff that we did with Chad, did we? I don't think so. Yeah, you guys didn't really. uh... We showed him Mitch, and he was not interested. Yeah, that didn't go well. Uh, So while Genghis is going to fetch his nephew, I'm going to write a note to Genghis, and I'm going to apologize for charming him. And I hope uh, someday he'll forgive me and that he'll understand. And then if I find time in the future, I'll tell him some really cool lich stuff. Excellent. What are you going to do with that note? I'm going to hang on to it right now. We'll do everything in our power to return your nephew to you. Yeah, so at this point, uh, Genghis comes strolling back in and he's got... uh, Roscoe, pick a number between one and ten. Three. Pagharim. Pag Paghorm? Paghorm. He's got Paghorm, his nephew, with him. Paghorm. Paghorm? That's terrible. I feel like we're doing this kid a favor. <laughs> First order of business, change his name. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that won't do. Just gonna call him Pag. Genghis comes in and he's like he's he's you know, he's like holding him by the shoulders the way a proud uncle would, and he's like, Hey go, here's my nephew, Paghorm! He's he's a real he's a right nice kid. He's real brave, just brave as brave as can be. This little this little guy who told him you guys needed some help saving the world. He said, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go help save the world, yeah." And you look down at Pag Arm and and he's like, "Hey, I want to help you save the world, yeah." Cool. Mm-hmm. He's he's got a little wooden dagger with him. He's like, "Good, yeah, saving the world." Ready to go, huh, Pag Arm? Here we go, saving the world. Sounds like Mr. Bean. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. All right. Um, what do we do now? Do we text Exude? Yeah. Got all the things. <laughs> Got the, the requirements. Collected all the loots mm-hmm. on this fetch quest to go get a kid, which you guys solved in a, a truly unique way. Um, I'm going to give Genghis my letter. Just be like, hey, Genghis, um, don't open this for a while, okay? Open this in 42 minutes. 42 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It's a duration of one hour for the spell. Cool. You guys text Exude. And uh, what are you going to say? Are you going to say just beam us up or you wanted to come here and grab you? Uh, I'm going (laughs) to... Hey, Exude, don't beam me up yet. I'm taking a (laughs) shit. I love that comic. What would happen if you got beamed up mid-ship? Probably the f- same thing the first time that happened when we boarded a ship. We got beamed up. Yeah, that literally happened, that you literally guys. That literally happened you already. Really? Yeah, I had to pull up my pants and... <laughs> where do you, no where do you suppose... Would it, like... Would only the only the poo that's still inside of your body get beamed up with you? Like, would it split the log off halfway? <laughs> I like, like the, I like when the, is when is it bec- when does it stop being you and start becoming poop like Takata's mate as a separate it, entity? I don't know. That has to be like built into the algorithm. Like whoever is like the PhD making the beaming algorithm <laughs> has to like <laughs> pick the, that's something you got to think about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the corner cases. The road to um. The Asgard, it's kind of like the rainbow road thing. It just all floats up with you and like shoots out of that tunnel. Oh, no. It's launched out. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't make the rules. (laughs) I I really want it to be like there was, you know, Scotty or whoever was designing the teleporter. (laughs) And at 
at the far, far end of the chalkboard was like unsolved problems. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just bullet point poop, poop? question mark. <laughs> the teleporter sees the poop and like sees that it has your DNA in it and everything. It tries to assemble the poop into you. <laughs> it's like the fly. <laughs> poop reconstitution in progress. And they can see the little like person-shaped silhouette on the transporter like control board and there's just a poop hanging out. <laughs> Sir, we're having a problem. Oh, that piece of coin? You don't want to know about that piece of coin. We're not going to be able to save the poop, sir. <laughs> you look arrive and it's in your mouth or something like, ah, ah, like a cigar ah, long orifice better ah, ah, make a trouble ticket for that oh. uh, submit a ticket well we got another one pooping mouth uh, okay bump it up a priority level you know i do notice that they never had i guess that would have been engineering but they didn't have it in star trek so like what do you do like if you're food fucking replicator thing or transportation like what do you what do you who do you complain to engineering <laughs> that'd be engineering wouldn't it yeah everything Jordy. they never showed Jordy like looking at his queue of like 10 tickets he's like oh uh, my uh, shift's done in 25 minutes i don't want to start any of these uh, like, <laughs> uh, i'll call the guy back about the pooping mouth <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry. It's just a thing that happens every now and again. Yeah. There's not a lot we can do about it. You come down, we can calibrate for your poop. Somebody comes to him for help, and he's like, Make a ticket! <laughs> <laughs> You're in the queue. You're in the queue, all right? There's a system! <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> anyway, you guys text Exude. What do you text Exude? Oh, uh, we have a panghorn. <laughs> <laughs> we have a panghorn and, and a leghorn. And an amulet. We're ready. Cool. Exude's been waiting for this, so she snaps herself into existence in the bar, uh, which, you know, this has happened three or four times, so I almost feel like the residents and Genghis and whatnot are kind of getting used to it by this point. And she looks around. She sees uh, Melvin holding the amulet, the jade, ho jade leg of hog, and uh, she sees... Pagharm, this little orcish kid. And, uh, you know, Genghis is kind of like, all right, smiling and like giving him the <laughs> thumbs up and gives him a little high five. And he's like, see, look, he's going out with the gods. Really going to do this? You're really going to save the world, mate? Pagharm's like, all right, here we go. Here we go. All right. Well, it's such a funny voice. So I'm going to save the world, though. Exert turns him into like a protein shake or something. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. She needs to eat. This Finally. is how you're saving the world. <laughs> Finally get this party started. It's, he's like, what is this? Some kind of tube? Blender <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh, oh, no. turns on. Oh, what is this? Some kind of tube. One of the best references to come out of that show. <laughs> the hell is this? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, we don't know what's going to happen to this kid. I'd be interested to see how Grace makes of this new mate up in... Uh, up in Yasia. Yeah, well, um, so what Exude says to you all, Exude explains that now that you guys have the required elements, and you'll notice that she does not ask where you got a kid from. She just is satisfied that you acquired one. She goes on to explain that you guys are going to be teleported to a ship that is already on its way towards the island. What? Why you can't just teleport us there? She can't go to the island. We established this in previous recording sessions. Well, yeah, but can't she just teleport us there? Nope. Is this... Uh, Exude uh, kind of has to, like, come down and grab you, you know. Oh, uh, she has to go there first and then bring us there? I didn't know, like, all the, you know, scientificness of... It's like pooping while getting teleported, man. There's a lot of rules. Yeah. All right. Fine. Is this, like the titanic or something that we're riding as in is it destined to sink depends on whether or not you can save it cool where's the ship departing from the ship has already departed from the port town of bordash and is somewhere out across the great ocean that i never bothered naming because it's really the only ocean we care it's the about the great ocean the great the ocean. great ocean yeah 
There we go. The Great Billy Ocean. That counts as two regular names to one stupid one, by the way. Okay. Okay. For those of you who are not aware, I've come up with a new policy where I'm going to ask the players to name things more often for me, but they can only name one out of five things, something stupid or immature. <laughs> That's really hard. We're at two. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. Well, you, it's it's the fifth one. That's like when your punch card earns you. I should just make punch cards for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what did we name stupid? What? What thing did we name stupidly? Well, you guys Hog, just had like something Hog like Hog Johnson, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Hoglick Hog like Johnson. That one, that's not <laughs> stupid. <laughs> if you can't say it with a straight face. <laughs> Hog Johnson. <laughs> it's not stupid. <laughs> No, it's Leg Hog Johnson. <laughs> we settled among the millions of possibilities for names on Leg Hog Johnson. <laughs> but we're starting counting after that. So you guys got you guys got Bordash, and then now you got to come up with a ship name, and that'll count for two. Oh, ship. <laughs> Bong Swale. Shippy McShipface. They haven't earned it yet. Uh, bong Swale? What is that? Bong Swale. Bong Swale. Do I have to Google this? Is this going to be something dirty? All right. Bong Swale it is. Bong Swale. The, is it the USS Bong Swale? I don't know that it's a... Are you saying bong or bung? Bong. Like a weed smoking device. And swale. Like a swale and a cutting <laughs> green. <laughs> like a swale as in swale. A I don't know why I put swell? those two things together. Swale. Swale. I've heard of a, a swell. I'm not a swale. I don't think. Works You'll have me. <clears throat> a swale is a, kind of like a topology feature. A low or hollow place, especially a marshy depression between ridges. Well, there you go, VGAT fans. A oh. little bit of vocabulary for you today. The bong swale. That's what I was hitting. Oh. Is that slang for water monkey? I'm sorry, what? I don't know. I was just Googling it and it came up in the Urban Thesaurus and... It might be a synonym for water monkey. Nope. What the fuck is a water monkey? That reminds me of sea monkeys. What's like a synonym for a water monkey? I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know if it is. Basically, I, I clicked the link and then it came to a website called the Urban Thesaurus. But there's like one million words on this, so it looks like a like a search engine thing where they put every single. Mm. But a lot of these, well, some of these are bad, like Grundle, Grundle monkey. What's a grundle monkey? I don't think Sounds, I want to know. I might, I'm probably saying things that are extremely offensive to somebody else. Yeah. Uh, you know what a grundle monkey is? It's that monkey from that clip you sent of the monkey shoving its fingers up that dog's ass. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> uh, that's for sure a grundle monkey. <laughs> Dement. I don't know. There's a lot of weird... Where the fuck did you find that, by the way? Where, like, how that did you that? just happen to come across that? Uh, Reddit. Uh, that's... Where do I find anything? What subreddit are you on that... I don't know. They recommend things for me and I go there. <laughs> like, well, you know me better than me. Let's do this. Our monkey stink fest. Oh, oh no. The poor bulldog. So. Oh. So. The dragons. The dungeons. The gameplay. Y'all have been teleported out to a boat. You think to yourself, I'm on a boat. Never thought I'd be on a boat. But there you are on the bong swale, raging in the high seas. It's actually a fairly calm and clear day. You've met the crew, who includes Captain Chibi, Beryl, Makaiju, Shingo, Ikuko, Mehmet, and Telu. Kaiju. It doesn't, what does that mean? Kaiju, not Makaiju, which is the crew member, but Kaiju is, I think it's just. Episode 107, I'm on a Boat, was released on October 20th, 2019. You want more VGAT? You're going to get it. You'll get it next week. 
well, unless you're in the future where another episode has already been released, then you don't have to wait. You can just go ahead and listen to more... Vegan. 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team. Well, all right. I'm going to leave it up to you guys. Do you think we should do this? It's been, I think, a little bit too long. But you remember the thinker from our little side adventure? You yes. guys gave him a bean and told him to eat it. Oh, he never decided what that bean did. Oh. <laughs> you want? You guys want to play that out real quick? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Far away, in a far, far distance. Just lonely guy eating a pizza. In the far, far away. Previously on this guy's stomach. <laughs> All right, so who who actually gave him that bean? Was it Roscoe? I feel yep, like told it, and I think someone told him to drink it with water. So yep, that that happened. So, dear listener, you may remember that some time ago when we were on. That weird side adventure on that weird side planet rescuing King Dolo. That one of the last things we did was we gave the thinker a bean, a magic bean, and told him to drink it with water. So, Roscoe, I'm going to have you roll me up some percentile die. All right, percentile die. Dice, I guess, because there's two of them. Triple zeros. Triple zeros. Huh. Well, that's an interesting one. It's a unique one. A lot of the other ones are ranges. And this one, there's only one possibility, and it's rolling the, the zeros. So the thinker is sitting there and pondering, thinking, as it were, over this magic bean. And uh, after a while, he shrugs his shoulders, down the hatch, takes a big swig of water, patiently waits. About a minute later, uh, do, 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 let's say I'm going to roll some of these dice. I'm going to roll a bunch of these dice. A giant beanstalk grows up to a height of 4,306 feet, emitting straight out of the thinker's uh, <laughs> stomach. And uh, it ends up leading to a cloud giant's castle far, far above the land. <laughs> and now there's just a giant beanstalk growing up right where the thinker used to be. That's similar to the last fate that we had, wasn't it? Didn't you guys give somebody a, a yeah. bean and they turn, it turned into a tree and it grew up and down? Yeah, Wait, that wasn't the thinker, was it? No. I mean, the, the tree one was just us inside the academia. Place, academy. The academy. Of mages. No, we gave somebody a bean and it grew, it grew like out of their mouth and out their asshole. Was that the thinker? Did I fuck up and just have this note that I forgot to delete? Because I remember we were talking about thinking hard on those trees. And I mean, the last outtake. Damn. I'm an idiot. I really need to keep track of this stuff better. This is a part of the reason we need to start a new fucking campaign, man. I can't remember this shit from two years ago. Who was the thinker? Nice. <laughs> nice. But I'm tith. But I'm tith. <laughs> so this castle there, and uh, unoccupied, huh? Well, it's a cloud giant's castle. Oh, so there's, now there's a cloud giant just roaming that land. Well, Giants, maybe. In theory, what this means is that there was a cloud giant's castle floating overhead, and then all of a sudden the thinker, like, grew up a giant beanstalk, and it's like, shunk, and landed in this giant's castle. I, like, I prefer to think that he's just like, oh, God, I got a shit. And then he's like, hot, 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 hot. <laughs> <laughs> he, twirls, he twirls up on top of the growing so beanstalk. It, it doesn't kill him. He just rides it all the way up. Yeah. <laughs> What happens once he's there? <laughs> Fee fi fo fum. I smell the bum of an Englishman. Well, I thought that would be funnier. <laughs> Grander boners for my flesh. Or bread? Grander bo what does the giant say in Jack and the Beanstalk? I don't remember boners. Bones. Thought this was a kid's story. Dude, all of those old kid stories are fucking weird. Grind your bones for bread. That's right. I said boners to make <laughs> it more big up from <laughs> Grind your boners. Oh. It's just like a scene in a club. <laughs> it's but a it would be a cloud it's a giant. Rave so castle. And it would kill you. We still haven't gotten I a grind my though. boners to make my bread. How big would a cloud giant's wang be?
<laughs> Boom! <laughs> crushes him. Make a lot of bread. Yeah, you could really feed the masses with that. Feed the masses? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, see what I did there? Hey. That asses. <laughs> ah, I'm picking Hello. up what you're putting down. <laughs> Whoo! All right. Damn, Melvin. <laughs> God damn, Melvin. Yeah, this guy gets 